Welcome to the Trying to Be Better podcast with Joel and Steve. Fine. I don't want to take the reins, but Joel has given them to me. I had the topic last week, Stephen. What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> Joel has just abdicated all responsibility for no, the podcast just, this morning, which is fine because I'm super annoyed with everything. So, um, <laughs> so just maybe welcome to the trying to be better podcast, everyone. It's going to be a doozy today. Yeah, <laughs> I'm Steve. I'm Joel. There you Ooh, go. Yeah, you, you're taking the intro even. Sure. Well, <laughs> what are we going to do? Just sit here and have dead air while we stare at each other. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> good morning steve it's good to see you good to be seen this is your sight for sore eyes yeah you know who else is a sight for sore eyes is our former guest armando mclean yeah, yeah you got to hang out with armando yeah so armando so i hung out with armando on thursday night for a few hours and uh he is he was traveling so he's traveling essentially with he told me he's like he's like uh he's traveling with his buddy steve his buddy Tim, he was like, Tim is my Steve. And I was like, Oh, oh, oh that's it. so nice. Yeah. And uh oh. Tim, Tim had uh to go back to Chicago. I think that's how it went. Um, he had a family member pass away, and there was stuff oh. still to get out of storage or last of things to get from the house in San Francisco. I think that's how that went. Anyway, and Armando has a gig playing Bob Cratchit in St. Louis Reps production of A Christmas Carol. Um, so he was on his way down to St. Louis and they happened to be coming through Lincoln, Nebraska. And I was like, I don't care if it's for two hours, I want to hang out with you. So (laughs) I went down to the hotel, I dropped off some, some, uh, local swag for him. And then, uh, I was like, let's go to my house. So we got in the car we had, and then we're driving by the, um, the Capitol building. And I explained the phallic nature of our state Capitol building. <laughs> we got a kick the, out of that. The penis of the planes. Yeah. With the seed sower at the top, at the tip. <laughs> all right. Let's just, all so just take a second and, and realize. Pl- yeah. The seed there's sower. A, there's a seed sower spewing seed from the very <laughs> center of the gold <laughs> dome. <laughs> of the golden dome. The golden dome. So there's that. <laughs> This, this is, this, that's the thought that I needed this morning. Thank you. Nothing else happened. Yeah. (laughs) So then Ah! then we just, oh, and we, we, uh, I was like, he had had ice cream earlier in the evening because I I wasn't able to hang out until I was done with rehearsal. I was like, I want ice cream. So we stopped by Dairy Queen because it's closing for the season soon. Right. I got got a blizzard and he's like, why didn't you get the shit can Sunday? Right. And he and we're at the window, and he's like, "I want a shit can Sunday." So we ordered a shit can Sunday. And for those of you that don't know, <laughs> the shit can Sunday is a, like a hot fudge slash peanut butter Sunday with crushed nuts. That's a shit can Sunday. Anyway, so we just only was, available at the Dairy Queen at Thirty Seventh and South in Lincoln, Nebraska. Which I think today is the so, last day of the season. Oh, I should go there now. You should go there now. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, I got to spend time with Armando McLean, which was just a joy, just a real treat. It really was. That's wonderful. Hi, Armando. Yeah. Sorry I missed you. Joel didn't invite me. No, I didn't. I wanted him all to myself. <laughs> I, 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 I get it. It's fine. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Did you go downtown last night? Oh, yeah. So you went and saw the Jerry Pranksters, didn't you? I did just by myself. It was nice because uh, so. Kirsten's been out of town in Dallas due to a work trip. And uh-huh. I was like, well, I have all Saturday. So I, you know, I hung out, whatever, did some stuff, went, went on a walk in wilderness park, which is my favorite thing. And I'm like, I want to watch a movie. I haven't like Kirsten really didn't want to watch, but I sure. want to watch, you know? So I, yeah. I found, I was like, I'm going to watch Joker, the Joaquin Phoenix, Phoenix Joker. Is it um, good? It was good. I'll never watch it again. It was brutal. Like oh. I almost, it, it, if it, there was some violence at the very end that mm-hmm. if it, if that's how the movie was the whole time, I would have shut it off mm-hmm. and I was already invested, but it, his performance was amazing, but I will never watch that again. It was so, it was like dark. It was just super dark, yeah. super brutal. And I, and I'm like, 
Well, I think uh, I think at least the first set of the Jerry Prankster show is going to be the thing that's going to be exactly what I need. I walk in and it's uh-huh. they're playing Mr. Charlie. I thought was perfect. Nice. Yeah, they've got they're really good right now. I thought that, too. I just mm-hmm. kind of I was like, I didn't really know. I mean, I saw a couple of uh, repeat offenders down there, but nobody really that I'm close with. And uh, right. So I just, you know sat at the bar while john grubbs gave me diet cokes and just kind of vibed nice. in the, at the bar and it was like it sounded better back but they were they were they were on fire mm-hmm. well they got that new guitar player whose name is escaping me now and i'm sorry that i can't remember his name because he's really great he plays pedal kid. steel sometimes yeah he plays pedal yeah. steel and he's like he's like a scholar like he's in it to learn the thing oh he's doing the thing yeah it's amazing he's so good he's very good and i think there was that i was the they're Tennessee Jed. I was like, whoa, this feels <laughs> whoa, what is going on? It was uh, they were really great. Well, were- you know, I took lessons from Mark Leaker, who's mm-hmm. I just a swell guy. He's so cool. And uh um his first dead show was in December of 79 in Kansas City. Oh wow, yeah. Like he saw Brent's first tour basically. And wow, I mean the, that era of Grateful Dead is mind-bending. Um Whatever, uh, Mark's a great guy, and they're all just you know. I mean, they've been playing Grateful Dead music in Lincoln for a long time, and they're it's like I, I was thinking about that while I was watching. Well, like, I don't know long... exactly how long the Jerry Pranksters have been. I can't remember. It's been ten years, probably more, maybe, because Mike Doty used to play with them, and he used to play in Ripple Effect way back in the day. Oh, Ripple Effect. Now yep, that's and a name so I they're kind of a long time, right? Uh, them, and so they also were swirling around with the Grateful Dudes who Tim Zuha on drums and Randy on keyboards uh, were in when I moved back to Lincoln, basically. So mm-hmm. that's like 94, 95. Mm-hmm. Tim and Randy been playing. And I mean, Mark Leaker has been around in one form or another. And uh, so, yeah, Ripple Effect kind of morphed. Those two bands kind of morphed into the Jerry Pranksters. And that's I don't know the details, but why don't we have Mark on long- here? Oh, my God. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Got to well, get Mark on here. OK, I'll reach out doing? to him. I don't know. We, we're blowing it. That's what we're doing. What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> we should talk to all those dudes. Um, yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. Mark's I just like cool. to hear his, you know, his story with mm-hmm. playing the music that long and, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll ask him. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, that's cool. I'm, I, you know, because we went and saw uh, them play, took the fam bam out to see them play at Stransky Park this summer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and the girls are sitting there reading with their headphones on, you know. <laughs> right they're like whatever uh, but uh the and the second set like they started playing kind of the big stuff you know Skull mm-hmm. Uncle John, and they played uh uncle john's band and it was good and you know the girls were kind of half maybe paying attention you know mm-hmm, at that point mm-hmm. and uh and it got to the point after the like the jam where it's you know the audience clap along thing yeah and everybody in Stransky Cart was clapping along singing come here Uncle John oh. and it was a it was great I mean it was it could have been anywhere anytime it could have been 1972 Grateful you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and it was an actual like every like everybody was I don't know, everybody but enough people that it felt communal yeah you know. And I, you know, it's like, I'm so glad the girls got to see that. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they, the, the pranksters did the thing, right. Yeah. They summoned the energy. They made the moment happen. We made the moment happen, you know? Yeah. And it was yeah. really, it was That's just fantastic. I, I, uh, I need, I needed, I mean, it was like, yeah, it's, it's fun to go dance, shake your ass, listen to the music. But I, I like after i mean i those of those of you out there that have seen joker with joaquin phoenix know that it's kind of a tale of society you know beating down an individual you know to the point of to a breaking point you know um that never happens right somebody who is suffering from mental illness and he snaps and blah 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 anyway so it's not just like a comic book movie it's it's totally it's something else it's like a it's like a it's like a shining meets um i don't know social network or something i don't know but it's um i was like the kirsten was like are you gonna go see the pranksters and i was like look and i'm like absolutely that is the absolute <laughs> that is the right thing to, that is the right. only solution i can think of right now and i, I reached out to you guys thinking i was like i don't know if i really want to go by myself am i gonna know people i'm sitting in bodegas blah blah, blah. right it was perfect sure it was perfect 
That's uh well, and I mean that I've been thinking about because like I don't need to watch the Joker. I can just watch uh, Russia and what they're doing to Ukraine right now. Yeah, yeah. And what those poor bastards are going to be up against this winter with no electricity and no fuel, and yeah, um, it's going to be horrible. Um, yep. And that, and I saw a picture of um of a, a, a ballot box, like a like a like at a, outside of our election office, like we have the post office, you know, the mailbox, just drop mm. your ballots and shit in here. Mm-hmm. And I think it was Arizona with these assholes sitting in the back of a big ass pickup truck in full tactical gear, watching guarding the ballot box mm-hmm. and i'm like cool that's but awesome it, yeah i mean that so we're now devolving which is of course the point is to destabilize the country mm-hmm. um uh into where that shit's okay but is I and mean, it's really hard realistically so, though is it okay i mean it's not okay right and and is is it is it realistic to say because it happened at one ballot box? Is it happening at all ballot boxes? Are we one's enough for me? Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the fact that some, you know, I mean, there's, I mean, obviously they're losers with nothing better to do than to intimidate yeah. people at a fucking polling place. Right. Um, that's really pathetic. Um, mm. But clearly they're true patriots and they believe in democracy. Well, I mean, what is the what is the end game there? What if somebody comes and drops off a ballot? What is the who knows? They, I mean, are that's they, are they are they the, saying they don't want people to vote or they do very, want people well, to vote? Well, they're protecting the sanctity of the elections. It's no, there's no logic applied. It's just assholes that spend all this money on guns and tactical gear, and, and they, they have, have nowhere to play it. And they have literally no life, so they're going to go guard ballot boxes. I, but is my it, point so it's is, just theater. It's just like theater who fuck all it takes is for one of those assholes to not not like the cut of somebody's jib and to shoot them Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um i don't like the cut of that guy's jib i don't think rednecks use that expression but um, i I hope they i mean i do like that expression though (laughs) i don't like the cut of your jib hey 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 sir i don't like the cut of your jib what what, are you working on a project where that voice is a thing no okay it's just but there's so, there's certain archetypes that live in my head and sometimes they just come out. Hey kid. Yeah. Yeah, see? Yeah. <laughs> hey, what's on that ballot? See? Let me see it, huh? Right, right. No, that's that's not well, the Well that so that goes back. So I've been thinking, you know, because that shit is weighing on me. Um, you know, and Rob Bell's been talking about it like just don't, you know, maybe this is maybe, you know we're watching the end of a thing you know but my point is is that 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 going and doing things like you did last night and like that's Mm self-care and going around and being around people that aren't wearing fucking tactical yeah just being like just being decent humans and trying to put a little positivity into the world yeah um i think is a very powerful and necessary thing i yeah i i think that um we've mentioned rob but we should get rob bell on here uh, oh yeah he'll we i'm sure he'll hop i'm sure I'll he'll hop try. right on i'll try hey rob i reached out to, or i mean I've been, I've been listening to his hope thing too and i think the thing the thing that's really um profound about what he's saying is you know basically hope hope is not a wish in your heart. It's um, what you give your energy attention and action to. Right. And I think that there's, there's a balance there, right? Because we don't want to just stick our heads in the sand on all right. things, but I, I, I will admit um, my, my understanding of the situation in Ukraine is, is minimal at best um, because it just, uh, and and I, I, maybe this isn't right or good or wise, but I just can't take in war like that on TV. Um, not that I don't believe war doesn't exist. It's just I don't watch it on TV. TV. I read about yeah, it. It's, it's want... hard for, and, and I think that that's there's a lot of reasons for that. But I think it was. I think it's uh, it's horrible. It's way worse than the Joker. I'll put it that way. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. it's. Uh, I can discern from entertainment. Um, you know, but it still affects me. Like the Joker movie affected me, but I was able True. to kind of lock into Joaquin Phoenix's performance. 
when I see, you know, cities and towns being bombed, it's hard mm-hmm. for me to like, I don't know where to put that. And it's, it's really, it's like, I, I could easily, that, you know, get sucked in. Well, I mean, that's, it's, it's just horrible. And uh, what's really even more horrifying is that there are people in this country that, that support it. Yeah. Up to and including people like Elon Musk, who's just gone full fascist asshole. Yeah. Like that's, I, I can't, I just can't with that guy. And, um, it, you know, that it's really like the, 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 the scales are turning towards fascism. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's, this is one of those times where I, you know, there's a version of me that wishes I could be the guy in the matrix that turns mm-hmm. joy, the joy pants plays Joe Panliano, oh, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. like, but I just, know this, I know this steak isn't real. Yeah, I know it's not real, but I don't care because it's delicious. Mm -hmm. Like, I wish I could. There's a version of me that wishes that I could live in the world where fascism's good. Mm. Black people are bad. You know, Mm. I mean, just like just that. That poor people aren't human, Um, Mm. you know, that I could Mm. just be that. But it'd be so much easier. I think it I think it gets easier the more, I mean, somebody you mentioned, Elon Musk, somebody who has the autocracy that we've created in this world to separate people from other people. And if you have enough money, you are essentially immune from anything. Yeah. And, and have one life that that story allows fascism to be a toy that you can play with for a while. And if it doesn't, if it suits you great, especially if it suits you, which kind of, fascism always suits the rich right right you know um and so yeah well when, like, when you roll it up with with racism then in a way it serves the racists well i mean that's just like that's a tool right right that, yeah, yeah, yeah that Stir fear. Up the, oh I, uh, perfect yeah i got briefly sucked into a political conversation yesterday that i did not want to be in and uh it's there's this i'm now seeing this thing of like well, governments collapse. Yeah. It's like with that attitude, you know, <laughs> it's like we went from, well, let's give them a chance and see how it goes to, well, governments collapse. Yeah. It's like, so we're, what? Yeah. Here's my, here's my counter to that though. And I'm not, I'm not in that sort of nihilistic mindset at all i'm going to make that very clear but there's also like you know kind of to take a longer view or to steal from rob bell or to steal from whoever it's like um but uh, some things i mean what need what are we trying to save like what part of this great nation are we trying are we worried about losing (laughs) well yeah that's a good question because there's a lot that shouldn't come back trying right yeah, I guess my I believe me, I understand what you're saying, but I, you know, to to uh, that's a great question. I don't know because because I think I are think, we trying to save our awesome healthcare system? Right? Are we trying to save our, our infant mortality rate? Here's the reality, and I'm not. I'm again. I think anybody that's listened to this podcast knows kind of where I stand on the spectrum, which isn't necessarily something to like. Hey, everybody knows my, my, you know, my membership card. I don't really care, but you know, there were, there were Democrats that were bemoaning the, the, um, you know, the, the integrity of our election in 2016. And then in 2020, the other side was bemoaning the integrity of our elections in 2020, you know, well, actually it goes back further than that to George W. Bush and hanging chads. Totally. And yeah. it probably where oh by to- the way the was that the governor of Florida was his brother. Yes. So there's I mean there's <clears throat> I mean I mean I, I'm sure that if we worry I mean I believe I believe that uh democracy is is a good experiment, is a good idea. But I, th- I don't I don't want to get too far into the weeds on that. It's just that the idea of something being created that's new, there means that means that there is a destruction of something that doesn't that doesn't work anymore. And that's not just a governmental idea. That's like, yeah, that's how, out of that's chaos and out of chaos and disorder comes new order. Yeah. Or, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta surrender to win. You gotta admit defeat to, you know, whatever you've got to, I mean, that, that, 
that we have to die to our mistakes. We have to let go of attachments. We have to, you know, all of that stuff is, it's all intertwined and the, and the, and nature and the world and the universe has been pleading with us to learn that. And we don't, so I don't really feel too, um, loyal to a system that is continually oppressing people so it's like i guess what the only thing that i really want is for my kids to not live in the end of a stephen king novel yeah but maybe they maybe they will be they will be a part of it turning into you know starfleet academy you know like gene roddenberry's vision of utopia of the future in science and maybe curiosity could win out it's like something's got to die in order for that to happen Let's just hope it's not the planet. Oh yeah, the, no. <laughs> I mean, that's was, the thing. Just, just you, can't have, you can't have one without the other. I mean, mm. the the system's got to go in order for the plant. And you know what I mean? Like, well, right. But if you know, we if our planet, if our entire uh, ecosystem collapses to the point that we can't sustain human life anymore, then what the fuck does it matter anyway? Yeah. And we're kind of watching that happen. So, you know, our food supply is incredibly perilous and mm-hmm. precarious mm-hmm. and depends on a lot of things fitting into place just exactly perfectly. Now, maybe science will, you know, find a way to feed us all soil and green or something. I don't know. I know. <laughs> um, we'll enjoy our, our protein packet rations um, as long as, you know, Ellen deems it worthy for us to get them that week. Um but the here's the thing like i'm i'm probably going to sound really annoying with this statement we can't other elon musk either he we are elon well, musk we we are we well, I'm, I'm just stamping a name on him let's say okay fine the 0.1% of the people on the planet that have most of the money yeah yeah but we all we all i mean i, I you know I, I'm, I, I'm i'm I, that ain't me it's not you're not experiencing that right now no but I'm at not. the same time like that's what's just de- that's what's defeating to me and i this is i'm speaking from my experience my my experience is if it's impossible if i've deemed it impossible and i have no responsibility to it and there's nothing i can do on a macro level to reverse those things that i am discouraged about then i am really encouraging the thing that I'm discouraged about continuing. Oh, I get it. I understand you know I mean? that. Yeah, yeah, I do. So yeah. what do I do? That's, well, you know, I'm going to vote. Do do? I'm going to vote. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to work, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's one of the, Oh, I love that podcast about the rest. Yes. That was amazing. Cause that, that's a thing that, uh, has been really apparent in the last, you know, whatever, eight years. Um, a large part of the reason why um, there aren't even more and more active like protests in this country mm-hmm. is because people don't have time off. <laughs> you're talking, okay. So I think what you're mentioning is the um, we can do hard things podcast with yes, uh, Glenn, Glenn and Doyle. Doyle. Um, their episode season one, episode 139. It's called No More Grind, How to Finally Rest with Trisha Hershey. That has been really profound. Yeah, that was amazing. Me too. I loved her through line of um, from the good old days of uh, when slavery was active, you know, uh, legal or whatever part mm-hmm. of this country um, to the fact that today in America, there's no guarantee of maternity leave. Yeah, that's a, you can draw a straight line, draw a straight line. Like it's still that violence is still very much. It's a, it's the violence inherent in the system. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, Mm -hmm. it's like that. I was just telling Kirsten and you know, we might get some pushback. This is totally my opinion. The acronym ACAB, all cops are bastards is not just all individual cops are horrible people. Um, it's that the, the, the police system is a bastardized organization, um, left over from hunting down escaped slaves and mm. wrangling them back to their owners, quote unquote. So, um, you know, it's like, yeah, you're right. The, the violence is inherent in the system. And, you know, I think it, you're like, I, was, you're like, 
it was fun watching the cops do some union busting for Tyson <laughs> last week. Yeah. Like that's yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's the you know, they're they're not there to really keep folks safe. They're there to protect well, they're to, and... there to protect and serve yeah. the people with all the money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which and that and that's that's the like there's well half this country is like right. Yeah. That's 100 percent correct. Great. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. My property. I, yeah, I pay taxes. So the cops will protect my property. Yes. Not keep, you know, not take care of the public. Well, let's face it. Most of the public <laughs> really aren't people. So yeah, we, see, that's, I mean, it's all tied in and, and, mm-hmm. and so going back to what, um, oh my gosh, I'm Trisha Hersey says um, that, that resting giving yourself rest, giving ourselves a chance to sleep, to be rested, to daydream is not just so that we can be more productive. It's actually disruptive. It's a, Mm -hmm. it's a, it's a rebellious act. Mm -hmm. And ever since I listened to that conversation, I've been really, um, chewing on that. Like, you know, uh, I had an hour to kill before rehearsal the other day. And I, I curled up on my bench in my office and took a nap intentionally. Like Mm -hmm. I don't need to produce right now. Right. And I used to, I used to just lay there and feel guilty about it. Like, what if somebody catches me? Blah blah. Oh, that's blah. funny. I'm like, who cares? Like, right. I, I, I'm gonna go be with you know my student actors for three hours trying to tackle this very difficult play. Um, I need my rest. Right. And if if that gets me fired, then that's that's not a place I want to work. You know what I mean? So it's right. like, you know, that's it's the idea of like slowing down stopping and what i was thinking about too and well I you people, think about how many places like i don't know what is it spain where everybody takes a nap in the afternoon yeah siesta siesta i mean and it's where, like, like france the afternoon you just kind of there's a couple yeah, hours like there the, where you just don't english britain tea yeah like yeah. you stop and have some tea there's yeah. a reason for that yeah relax take it mm-hmm. in you know come back come back rested or just to rest, just to do it, just to have yeah. a time where you're like, or maybe, you know, have a human interaction. Yeah. With somebody or not. <laughs> but I was thinking about Kirsten. And I were, I was talking about that podcast. Like, I think everybody should listen to it. Um, it's really, really important. Um, but what I was realized, it's like, I do take downtime, but the town ta- that I have to work at that downtime being restful. And I'm like, I think mm. part of the, part of the heavy lifting for me and resting is resting in between my ears, like being okay with not doing it, like mm-hmm. allowing myself to just be pre- instead of saying, okay, I got to rest because I got to, you know, I got other things to do later. So I got to, I got to rest now, but you know, I feel bad about it, blah, blah, blah. It's like, that's de decolonizing your mind or decapital cap. What is the word? Decapital capitalism. Yeah, De- decapitalism. Decapitate your mind. <laughs> Decapitate. I, mean, I love how uh, uh, the good uh, titles of our episodes come out. De- decapitate <laughs> Decapitate your, mind. your mind. Yeah, that's it. You know, but to to undo the capitalistic, frankly, white supremacist ideology in your mind is is you know that you don't you are not what you produce your worth does not matter on how hard you work here's the thing i saw recently uh you are not a capitalist you are an exploited worker with stockholm syndrome (laughs) yeah i mean that that, it kills me to see the number of people that it goes back to that thing of uh Henry Rollins wrote an open letter to Toby Keith. This is probably 10 years ago. Oh my God. Just saying one of the things he says is you have this huge audience. You you can you can like spread a really powerful message to a lot of people. Maybe, maybe think about saying something more than it's it's really great and very patriotic and American to own a $40,000 truck on a $36,000 a year salary. Mm. Maybe, maybe expand past that a little bit. And then that, so that tied I mentioned that to say that there's this idea of 
I can, like, if I have the, like, I can buy all the things and then I'll be like, I'll be like the billionaires. Mm. Like, no, you aren't. That's no. not a thing. That's but, not but, that you will never, ever, 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 ever be that. Yeah. The, and the reason so abandon why that. The, the, the reason why is that we're also going to tell you on the other side that you're um, that you're being uh, exploited is American value that that you working the way you're working and having to trade part of your sense of self to your mm-hmm. employer mm-hmm. is that's is, patriotic that's american being, yeah that's just that's just midwest hard work baby that's just that's hard right work. that's just hard and, work. and there is like you know i'm from nebraska I, I i believe in having a work ethic right yeah and I think you have a work. I like, I know you work hard when you work, yeah. you know what yep. I'm saying? Like, and you yeah. have standards and you have, mm-hmm. you hold yourself to those. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not happy when I'm not working. Right. Mm-hmm. Like when I don't have something to do, whether it's a job or, you know what I'm saying? Like the times yeah. that I've actually been unemployed in my life <laughs> where I was miserable, you know? <clears throat> right. Because I do believe that, I mean, just sitting around all day, that's not a life. Right. Right. But I also am not willing to sacrifice my soul to an employer. That's the real Even a great balance. one. That's the you know balance. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I'm not, you're not getting my soul. That's not going to happen. I will show up and I will do the absolute level best job that I can. But when I'm done, I'm leaving. And, and that's then if hard. The, in, in my position, if the shit hits the fan and there's an emergency, I will drop whatever thing I'm doing and I will go take care of that because that's in my what I need to do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, within reason. Yeah, that's that's the thing is like I. I think that we have or we have let um, uh, corporations, businesses, employers exploit the fact that. Uh, dangling the carrot out there that you will move ahead. If you do, you do have to sacrifice part of your soul for this. And when you do, we may or may not actually reward it. Right. (laughs) That's the great lie. I mean, that's the thing is like, you know, I am, I am, I am also recognizing how really privileged I am to still kind of have one of those jobs where I can have academic freedom and autonomy to an, to a certain degree. Right. Um, and that I can say yes and no to things and I can, but, but, you know, I have definitely found in my own journey in the last six years, like looking back this, this whole 10 year portfolio thing has really been enlightening because it's like, I realize all of this work that I'm putting forth to sort of prove that they should invested me as an ongoing member of the university, essentially has been mostly, I have, I have been suggested to do a few things. And then 90% of that has been me doing them. It doesn't necessarily mean people haven't helped and I haven't learned from other people. I'm not saying that I, it's not a collaboration, but it's like, Oh, this is me doing it. And the moments that I've looked back on where I have traded my soul was purely based out of fear of unworthiness and right. fear of of not being validated. The, the mistakes yes. I can look at in my time is like that was an internal struggle. So I'm I'm lucky to have an employer like that. To be real, yes. if they start if you know if I had you know if if it starts coming down to like test scores and numbers and all that stuff, it's going to be hard for me to to really keep fucking that chicken so to speak <laughs> oh, i haven't heard that for a while you know right and the kids don't understand that reference they do not so when you say that to a group of 23 year old 20 21 year olds they're do like you, do you, you immediately stop and show them that youtube clip I, you have to because otherwise you're going to get canceled right yeah 100 percent. like we need to put that into some context here yeah. that should be your first day of class you know while you're handing out the syllabus oh by the way I'm going to make a lot of early internet references that I think everybody still understands, but no, they are. No, you need to just show like the 10 YouTube clips, by the way, you need to learn these references because otherwise you're not going to understand what the hell I'm saying. Oh yeah. (laughs) No, that would be, they would be so cringed out. They just wouldn't know what to do. Right. (laughs) 
I mean, I've got the. Is that I've even? Got, I didn't. I thought that was a pretty, you know, Egger centric reference because I had no idea that was a thing until I think Colin said it one time. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was a. I you know, I can re- distinctly recall one of my cohort in grad school, Deanna Reasonover. Deanna, if you listen to this, I love you. We should have you on. But I remember she sat here because she made a reference something maybe it was i don't remember what it was i don't know if it was keep fucking that chicken but it was one of those like <laughs> those like the canon of like important viral youtube videos in like uh-huh. 2008 she just sat us down and played us all of them oh wow. you know and uh i'll never forget i got the and but so that's the thing is like those are lodged in my mind as still mm-hmm. relevant youtube videos that's like well, let's did you I know if you saw him, my sister and I still talk in Bloom County quotes from the early 80s. <laughs> and one of them came up on Facebook because Berkeley breathed is posting old uh, Bloom County's now. And one of them is Opus's review of uh, Benji saves the universe. <laughs> you know, it was at the time when there was every other movie was a Benji sequel, you know. Oh, right. Benji and the end of it dog. is, well, maybe it wasn't that bad, but Lord, it wasn't good. <laughs> And we still like to this day, one of us will just say, Lord, <laughs> we know what, you know, we get it. Yeah. The whole thing. It's like just that one word, Lord. Well, maybe it wasn't that bad, but Lord, it wasn't good. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I can, I can make Goonies references now and oh, sure. a room full of people that doesn't don't nope. understand what the fuck Lands like said. a lead balloon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sad. Well, you know, but then again, my, you know, Gianna showed me that my daughter showed me this meme. I, I still don't get it. She's like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. But you need it's to just see this, it. it's, it's, it's like this partially more anamorphosized mouse with long legs and high heels carrying like a bag or something. And it's mm-hmm. just I mean, it's just weird, which I think yeah. is the point. It doesn't make any sense. It's not supposed oh, to. It's absurdist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, well, OK, I get that, you know. I think for maybe I you you definitely would know the reference, but when I think of when I think of me like our my memes at that age was my Far Side book. Oh yeah, you know uh-huh. the book of the Far Side comics. Like yeah. that was you just yeah, yeah. you just show it to somebody. And, hey, why why what's that what that's what's that mountain go doing up in these clouds? <laughs> yeah, and, uh-huh. and the kids. I don't know if the kids will love the, I mean, you should bust out a far side book for them and see if they get it. Oh, I have. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think, I think it was a little, I think that's why we're so warped is because of the far side. I agree. Cause there's some very dark humor in there. Totally. Yeah. It's great. Very like apocalyptic. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Dark. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. With you some know. cows thrown in and Satan. And that's Satan, right, there's yeah. a lot of Satan, a lot of that. Satan. Yeah. Uh-huh. A lot of, a lot of lovable Satan in that. And like right. and the satanic self- panic. <laughs> that's another one. I've, I've been, you know, thinking about in the past, like where have they been like made up things to be really upset about mm-hmm. in, in my lifetime? That was definitely one of them in the eighties, the satanic panic. I, I can, I can, Oh dude, I was at the, I was, I probably, I, th- I think I did participate in destroying uh, tape, uh, cassette tapes. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, there was, Ta- I mean, cause they were satanic. Yeah. Cause anything that wasn't Christian music was satanic. I oh, can sure. remember pulling. The, yeah, I did that. Ugh. I mean, I was indoctrinated with a lot of Christian fear mongering early on mm-hmm. a lot of it, you know? And I like, yeah. I, there was this Christian artist by the name of Carmen and at the, at, at, and I, my older sister introduced me to him. Thanks a lot. Gannon. Um, I'd like to talk to her about like, Hey, you, you shared with me a lot of fucked up Christian bullshit, (laughs) but one of them was, uh, Carmen, this artist, Carmen, he was like a, he was like a one man show. He was like a, I don't know. He was a big deal anyway on his albums. Like he would always have like this production, like a, like a story, you know, like a, like a theatrical story skit thing and there was always like satan i remember one they like they like um pretended to um record uh an abortion oh come on yep and i'm sure it wasn't oh 
god but it was like there was like satan's voice and all that and i was listening to this as like a fucking third grader oh my god no wonder i have anxiety. gross yeah gross yeah it was awful totally awful but that satanic panic stuff like it was very real in my world you know Ugh. yeah super fun full stop yeah my family's <laughs> listening thanks a lot <laughs> I'll send you the therapy bills. Right. <laughs> Jesus. Exactly. You said this is your man. brain on drugs. Yeah, that. I mean, any it was like, questions? My Actually, older I sister. Have lots of questions. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't care. I'll call her out. My older sister uh, came home in the 80s. She was in high school, came home with a bunch of paraphernalia and pamphlets from, from school, sat us down. And I'm like seven, six, seven years old and gave me the talk. It was the first time I ever heard anything about sex. But it was oh, couched. No, it was couched in AIDS. Oh no! So I'm I am like six years old. Oh no! And my first introduction to anything <laughs> real about sex or anything else was that it was going to give you AIDS. <laughs> I oh mean, my God, I'm yeah. so sorry. Hey, she was. Here's the thing. Like, I don't believe she wasn't was trying to indoctrinate mind, a six year old. She was loving her brother, right? Like, she was. Oh, that, my. she was also underdeveloped as a human being, right? She was 17. Oh, and hadn't fully came online yet. God. But, but yeah, yeah. She was trying to help. If you have I mean, I get, sex, it's going to give you AIDS. I mean, that's what I was like reading. I'm like, I barely can read. And I'm like, okay. Was there diagrams? <laughs> Oh, there was a lot of information. Oh, I just remember boy. it was very scary and my parents weren't around. So, Oh, wow. And then any other sex. Yeah. Yeah. It was super fun. So if anybody's out there who has been, uh, <laughs> indoctrinated by, uh, fear mongering early on, feel free to email us. We'd love to hear from you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, back the, it's back to the stock Stockholm syndrome now. Totally. I love uh-huh. you, Gannon, but. You got to admit that was fucked up. I don't think she listens to us. I don't think yeah. she could make it through my political bullshit. But at the same time, like if you're listening, if you made it this far, I right? Love you, but come on, you got to admit that was fucked up. That's fucked up. <laughs> if you have sex, you're going to get AIDS. Well, mine right. was I, if you have sex, she's going to get pregnant and your life's going to get ruined. I mean, that's actually true. Kind of. <laughs> right. But I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of nuance to the conversation no, yeah you know what know i'm what saying i know what you mean. there wasn't a I'm lot of jesting. nuance to it it was uh yeah it's i mean technically that <laughs> yeah. yeah Ugh. god damn it yeah man that's where i'm coming from i mean I just, that yeah yeah i don't we've been all over the place today but that's the thing like I, I've had a lot. I mean, I'm just like in the last few years realizing I've got a lot of unlearning to do about some early fucking weird shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's, oh, I just, I can't even. <laughs> I, I need to go take a nap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had to learn it all in different. I mean, thank God for fucking, you know, rooms of recovery that was i'm so thankful to be able to get some perspective on things yeah yeah um yeah i mean yeah for sure and and i'm you know i'm looking at a you know a couple situations where it's like oh i have to set boundaries Mm. and determine what is acceptable to me as a person yeah in terms of how i'm going to be treated and um will i participate in certain things where i'm not where I'm, you were just, there's just open disrespect, you know, like, no, like, I'm not going to do that. I, I think I opened Pandora's box a few months ago when I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to have boundaries now. And I started, and you start playing with that dude. And you find out what's what real quick. You fuck around and you find out, fuck Mm -hmm. around, find out about some boundaries. You realize Mm -hmm. how, how I realized very quickly how long I've been violating my own boundaries because they're Mm -hmm. they're there i was Mm -hmm. instilled with good oh sure discernment but it's like well they you know then there's reasons and there's rationalizations and there's well we just want to keep you know everybody happy (laughs) (laughs) and we don't want to upset the person that's always upset about everything for crying out loud yes 
Yes. Don't want to upset the person that's always upset about everything. Right. There's the, yeah, I have found myself in spaces throughout my whole life, whether by choice or not, that there is somebody around who is a ticking time bomb Mm -hmm. and you don't want to cut the wrong wire, but they don't give you the diagram. Nor right. They tell you what wire to cut to cut. And I'm also colorblind, so I don't know what color any is anyway. <laughs> and I think that's part of the equation, too, is both literally and figuratively colorblind. Yeah, I don't I can't see my, the my perception here. is off. So that yeah. makes it even trickier. Yeah. Yeah. I hear <laughs> you, though, man. Like that. That's a whole nother episode is like, how do we navigate? What am I? What do I have to put up with? Mm-hmm. What do I? What is it co- and what am I willing to walk away from? That's the one thing. It's like, what am yeah, I willing, yeah, yeah. what am I willing to say no to? And like, when, what I'm does not- that cost? Right. And the and if the answer is like, actually, not really very much. Bye. That's like that's that's the most amazing thing is that I have been lying to myself about fake consequences of putting up mm. boundaries for so long. It's like you start putting up boundaries and people are like, okay. And you're like, wait, oh, you don't hate me. <laughs> But and then even if you did, then if you did hate me for doing that, then buy. Then then really buy. Yeah, because then if you say, oh, if you hate me, then I'm I'm going to take that boundary down. I'm going to hate me before you can hate me. Exactly, because I'm okay with that. I've done it my whole life. I can live that way, no problem. You don't know how good I am at hating myself. (laughs) Exactly right. (laughs) That dude, that's a whole other. You think you hate me? That's hold, so my, hold my beer. I hate me really. Re- I know right. exactly fact, how to hate me. At it. Give me that beer back. Yeah, I know. I know just how to hate me. Right. <laughs> okay. Right. I can hate myself like nobody else. That's right, baby. <laughs> Dude, I've I've had some realizations recently too. We're just like we're really getting to the meat of the podcast, and it's almost the hour. But I've noticed too that like because of all this. Uh, these boundaries I'm noticing too, that like, I like when I hear criticism, so Kirsten would be like, Hey, like, you know, uh, uh, we should probably clean the gutters, right? Yeah. Leaves are falling. We should probably clean the gutters. That's a very, uh, very good thing to do. You failed at cleaning the gutters. What I hear is you're not a man and you suck. You know, that's not what she said. (laughs) Like we should clean the, or like, we should, you know, there's branches on that tree in the backyard that need to be trimmed. And you're, you're, what are your testosterone levels low or something? What I hear is you don't know how to do anything ever. Do you? <laughs> and I'm like, and she's like, Joel, I mean, and this is the, this speaks to the intimacy of our relationship. She's like, that's not what I'm saying. You know that, right? Every time I say stuff like it's just, you know, we're apart, we're a team. And I'm like, What? Like I have been hearing criticism as now you've been hearing innocuous statements as criticism. There it is. I've mm-hmm. been hearing innocuous statements. She's just making an observation. Yep. Huh? Maybe we should clean the gutters. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> newsflash. I guess I take everything personally. <laughs> Shocking. Yeah. I have uh, selfishness, self-centeredness. That is the root of our trouble. <laughs> Still. Fuck. I thinking less, Joel, thinking less of yourself is not the same thing as thinking of yourself less. I know, but here's the other, here's the other thing that I'm glad I have a therapist to sponsor and all kinds of other tools. But when, when somebody points things out to me, it's like, it's, it still hits the same button. Yeah. You know, like, oh, you, you wouldn't have to say that if I wasn't a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> See, like, oh. You, you know, like, like, oh, you need to clean the gutters. I take it personally. I get pointed out like, Hey, you're taking that personally. And I'm like, see, I was right. I am a piece of shit. Cause I am taking this, you know, it's like it, the, the, the message is irrelevant. We're very, we're very difficult people to be around. We, re- I mean, <laughs> I, I can't stand myself. I don't know how other people do it. It's a good thing. We're both, you know, cute and funny. Yeah, but without that, <laughs> don't have a lot happening, really. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. I'm really glad that I'm, you know, I'm carved out of marble like like the statue of David because <laughs> that's right. Yeah, because that's what worth is. That's right. Having a rock hard six pack. <laughs> uh huh. Having said that, I went to the gym. I went the to the gym? gym. I went to a gym. 
on Thursday and I did a workout. Did I, was it like an old timey gym where you put on a mustache and wax it <laughs> with the, like the, the vibro band. Yeah. I mean, I don't mean to make fun. That is no, it's fucking fun. awesome, dude. I love that. Yeah. How was that? It was really great. I should have been doing it for the last 20 years, probably hmm. 30 you're like, years. You're lifting weights and all that, or you just uh, doing dumbbell or... workout. Yeah. Cause you know, I'm, I'm easing into, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And fit, the Apple fitness plus app has all these workouts on it. Weird. Yeah. I, uh, I've been using our, it for, I've been using that for yoga. Yeah. Um, but the, like, there's great like dumbbell workouts and that's yeah, really cool. So that's I, what I'm, I'm going to, I'm doing that now. That's cool, dude. I, um, I've a while ago bought a contraption that is actually really great. I have not since picked it up and I need to, I bought one of those, um, gorilla bows it looks like a fucking what is it it's called a gorilla bow but it's essentially it looks like it looks like a bow and arrow it looks like a bow you know yeah um and you can strap resistance bands to it and it's Mm -hmm. actually really cool and i just do that i mean i'm good at you i got good at yoga but i'm consistent with yoga Uh i just need to um yeah some of that like weight resistance stuff it's like the dumbbell will sit there Right. Just because you have a dumbbell doesn't mean it's going to give you what it does. You have to pick it up. That's what that's that's what I'm experiencing currently. Like if I pick them up and then I put it down and then I pick it up again, and then I put it down and then I pick it up again. It's weird. It's like it feels like I'm working out or something. I, I dude, I can't. I mean, it's like that that moving that moving like stress and anxiety and fear and just general malaise and disdain moving it through your muscles and Mm -hmm. bones is um it's really super here's i i decided i had to have a conversation with myself because like some of the fitness plus trainer people are i mean i've 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 decided that i'm just gonna accept i'm gonna accept the bro yeah i'm gonna do that i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna think in that way for a half an hour 40 minutes (laughs) i'm gonna try it on yeah i'm gonna try it on and i you know there's probably and anybody that knows me is me like really dude you're just now figuring this out but maybe having a little bit of that bro in me wouldn't be the worst thing no i because that would help me in social situations that require that sort of energy what's up bro yeah well, at least the <laughs> the ability to like put that enthusiasm into anything moving. <laughs> yes, I didn't want to say it, but my work, my new insurance. <laughs> one benefit of switching to a whole new insurance company is that we got free free membership to the Peloton app, which is essentially oh, you know, like yeah. the Apple Fitness app, so we yeah, get yeah. It for free. Mm-hmm. And I I'm finishing my last thirty day yoga with Adrian thing, and then I think. Oh. Uh, I'm going to do one with them. And then I may, I'm yeah, I'm going to get the gorilla bow back, back out. If you're going to get it out of the gym, I got to get going to the gym. I'm making, I, I may, I'm literally, I've said I'm too busy. I don't have time. I'm like, that's bullshit. They can live without me for an hour. I'm going to the gym. They can, they will. Mm-hmm. And they'll appreciate the Steve that takes care of his yes. and body because of that hour without. Yes. Mm-hmm. I will be a better, I'll be a better version of myself you're trying to be better i'm trying to be better holly asked me last week like (laughs) like, she'll she'll, you know i don't think she listens so she's like what would you guys talk about i'm like the same thing we always talk about like what was your topic i'm like i don't know what was our topic today yeah you know she's like well are you but you're trying to be better kind of somewhat like yeah i'm like well yeah so thank you for wrapping that in so now i can say that that was our topic yeah i mean decapitating our minds decapitate your mind man that's right what are you gonna make for a graphic on that i don't know i probably find some like uh skull uh well it is halloween Ooh, yeah dude i'm so excited i actually get excited for halloween because now in my new neighborhood first halloween here and there's some insane blow up shit around here dude do you do you know about the 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 facebook list yeah 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 
Oh, so Kirsten and I went and looked around on that. There's there's this one near our house, not far. It's over by the country club. This guy made a pirate ship of skeletons that has music. Oh, wow. And oh, it's wow. Motor, it motor, oh, it's like wow. huge. It takes up his whole front yard and it sways like it's on in the sea. Okay, that's amazing. I'll try Speaking to- of, <laughs> when I dropped whatever, oh, that Zelda game off at your house, I tried yeah. to find the pirate flag house with the FU finger. Oh, they may be rocking something else now okay well i didn't see any house with flags i didn't try too hard but i was looking for it. i didn't see it i was disappointed i'll show you sometime especially Fine. when they got when they got their their uh finger to everybody but I, i'm excited because i got i ordered my smoke machine died so i ordered a new bigger smoke machine and mm-hmm. it has some lights in it too i gotta find my dj lights there and i bought some new red gels for them and we yes. bought some of that fake spiderweb stuff yeah. So I'm gonna spider web up the house and smoke it, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna set up my PA today, <laughs> yes. put it in the garage to play really spooky Grateful Dead music. Yes. Mm-hmm. Good job. I'm very, yeah, I'm, it's gonna be big. It won't be loud, but it'll be big. Yeah, I went to a I went to a, like uh, found on that list. I found a house that was like had a bunch of those like LED lights synced to music for uh-huh. Halloween. It was yeah. really cool. Yeah. I'm but not like going great, that far. No, man. Just play the weird space. I'm going to play the weird... And it's not not like the Monster Mash. It's like actually very scary music. I'll send you the link to what I... I just put it on repeat. I've done it for 10 years. I played this one jam on repeat on Halloween night for 10 years. And it scares the hell out of everybody. Little What's kids. What's the show? Great. What? It's the it's Dick's Picks. It's the first Dick's Picks. So December uh-huh. 73 in Florida. Nice. I'll send you the link. Okay. You, you should post it on the Instagram. Like, if you want something seriously to actually scare people with, this will do it. I'll listen to it. I also <clears throat> found this great playlist on Spotify that had all the Monster Mash. It also had, like, you know, Hungry Like the Wolf on it. And it was just, like, all <laughs> Halloween-themed, right? So when Monster Mash came up, I'm like, this is actually a really cool song. So I found the artist. Uh-huh. He made a whole album of different Monster Mash- Mash-esque songs. Really? Yeah. Okay. They're hilarious. All right. It's yeah. So Monster Mash, I think, is definitely the standout, but mm-hmm. the rest of it's pretty cool too. I'll post that too. I think. Okay. You think? <laughs> well, did we do it? I think we did it. Oh yeah, we did it, man. I love we it. We did it hard. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I just cringed for those of you since we're not we on video. We should we do video? I don't know. We'll talk about that later. Seems like oh. a lot of work. I don't. If we're gonna do video, we're definitely gonna need to have like. I'm gonna need to be camera ready. I can't just roll into this like looking like the scrub that I am. Why not? <sighs> Whatever. Oh, by the way, uh, my sister's coming to town, and she's gonna go see. This is unreal. She's gonna go see Dave Matthews because that was her jam, literally and figuratively, like back in the day in oh, college yeah, yeah. and stuff. And you inspired her to do that. Oh, good. How? By saying, "Go see the people." Oh yeah. So good, she, she saw that Dave was coming that. to the neighborhood. She ordinarily maybe wouldn't go. Yeah. But she's like, "Nope, I'm going." Good for her. Yeah. Go and she wants to, she she wants to, she should come she should come on the pod she wants to come on and do the pod and, and chat with us when is um, that show i don't know but she's coming here uh in a couple of weeks and i'm very excited to see her that's awesome yeah we'd love to have you libby and, mm-hmm. and congrats on just saying screw it i'm gonna do the thing i'm gonna see them because you she's know. gonna go she's gonna tutor hooter yeah dave yeah. matthews is not gonna live forever that's right you know and he'll probably put on a pretty good show i've seen him i've seen him twice Mm-hmm. And it was incredible. Mm-hmm. I would love to see him again, Stone Cold Sober, but I saw him two nights in, at Soldier Field in Chicago. Oh, far out. Um, I was kind of there for Ben Harper, but it was like at Soldier Field, you really can't get right. down with Ben Harper. <laughs> right. Know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Dave Matthews Band can fill the Soldier Field, Just fill the ben space. Harper, yeah. Not necessarily for him, but right. it was cool. Hmm. I'd like to see Dave again. Yeah. I mean, Libby told me this is, you know, whatever early 90s like this this guy dave matthews is going to be huge and i was like whatever whatever shut up kid kind of she was right about as usual (laughs) (laughs) yep all right well all right i guess i'll see you later (laughs) that was awkward yeah have a good summer all right (laughs) bye
stay cool. Oh my god. Don't forget, toot your hooter.